0: good morning and welcome to the Marcus today members exclusive podcast my name is Henry Jennings and it is Monday the 31st of July and as usual with all the information contained in this podcast it is general advice only so please do your own research contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts ideas or insights in this podcast All right, well, we're coming up to 11.30. The current market, the ASX200, rebounding slightly from that big fall on Friday. We were down 100-odd points at one stage before bouncing uh, to close down 50-odd. We're up 20, well off our highs. 74.23, we opened at 74.08 and uh, had a high of 74.34. So about 9 or 10 points away from our high for the day. So nothing very exciting. To be honest, we are waiting somewhat, For China, there is due an announcement out this afternoon, uh, their time, three o'clock. They're holding a press conference about more stimulus measures. And of course, tomorrow we do have the RBA meeting. So that will be very much in focus. Uh, Of course, it, it does look as if it's line ball in terms of whether the RBA go for 25 basis points or nothing. Once again, we shall see how that pans out. But looking at our market today, chock full of quarterlies, I think it's fair to say. It is the last day uh, that uh, companies can release their quarterlies. And at the moment, we do have uh, the resources going slightly better on the back of that hope for Chinese stimulus. we got BHP up around 1%, Rio up 1%, Fortescue up 1%. Lithium stocks, though, a little bit on the nose this morning. Pilbara down one8 Alchem down one9 and Little Liontown down 1.6%. Banks not doing much at all. Macquarie down 0.6%. Healthcare slightly higher. CSL up 0.5 of a percent. Resmed up 0.6. Uh, Macquarie this morning in their research talking about how Resmed could be the surprise one for uh, some of the results. Uh, that they have got due out. I think that's coming out week one, and it could be one of the surprises, they think, to the upside. So keep an eye on that one. The rest of the market, the industrials not doing too badly at the moment. Nothing very exciting. Uh, technology stocks a little bit uh, flat. WiseTech down 0.3 and 0, up 0.2. Energy stocks slightly higher. Woodside up 0.9. Santos up 0.6 of a percent. So looking at uh, what we've got in the uh, Marcus Today strategy piece this morning, I have added um, GEAR, the geared ETF to the ASX200, to the strategy portfolio this morning. Um, Just certainly feel that the market was a little bit overdone on Friday. Those fears about changes to Japan and the way their interest rate settings and inflation settings are set. Uh, by the new kid on the block, the new Bank of Japan. uh, Chairman did whack our market quite considerably on Friday but we are fighting back. Uh, Japanese market as well looking pretty much better today and of course we did see US markets looking pretty good on Friday again with some good numbers coming out from the US in terms of that PCE as well that indicator showing inflation is definitely slowing uh, quite considerably in some respects And it is possible, and I have seen some commentators talking about this recently, that uh, maybe as the Fed was very slow to look at inflation and take it very seriously and missed their chance to crush it on the way up, early that is, uh, they're also slow to react to the fact that it is falling and they may have to start to loosen monetary policy uh, quite aggressively at some stage. But that is for another day. But certainly there is a school of thought that the Fed has been behind the curve with uh, inflation and interest rates, and they will be behind the curve when it goes the other way and we see inflation coming off. At the moment, the US economy does feel as if it's in a Goldilocks scenario. GDP relatively strong. We've got unemployment at pretty good record numbers in terms of uh, percentages. Uh, Things are still tight in the labour market. Wage inflationary pressures are easing, and we have seen the Fed pretty close, I would imagine, at uh, the peak maybe of the cycle Uh, that last 25 basis points last week didn't seem to disrupt the force at all and the market continued to push higher we had 13 days straight up then one day down then back to standard operating procedure with the Dow back up again our market has been slightly more cautious as I say we do have that RBA meeting tomorrow but happy to add a little bit of local exposure we still hold the S&P 500 ETF, which is going along quite nicely, I have to say. Uh, that one has been uh, doing uh, the uh, the portfolio quite well in terms of performance. And um, we also, of course, we did sell out our NASDAQ ETF recently, which may have been a little bit early, but who knows? We'll wait and see. And uh, also this morning in the newsletter, in the strategy piece, just talking as well about um fortescue i guess uh, the fact that it looks a little bit oversold here the uh production report pretty good in in terms of shipments and prices in line with analysts forecast some of the issues with fortescue remain i guess the ffi the future fund that uh, fortescue's got going to uh, save the planet also i guess another issue that's raised this ugly head recently is twiggy and his wife are divorcing uh, i guess um we wouldn't like to see it um be along the lines of kern nielsen and when he um got separated and divorced from his wife there was a big sell down from his wife or his ex-wife uh, so we wouldn't like to see that also of course i imagine it's a bit of a distraction uh, for twiggy to say the least uh breaking up after all those years so that is possibly a factor but fortescue does look as if it is trading uh, reasonable margins at the moment p range of 11 Uh, to 13.5 and and an EV to EBITDA range around 6.2 to 7 so it's not expensive looking at yields which is one of the attractions I guess of Fortescue uh, or has been with the generosity of the company towards shareholders Twiggy of course being the biggest one there Uh, the market is looking around 5.2 percent yield forecast for 24 and 5.9 percent in 25 Uh, that is of course 100 percent Franked. Interesting aside: When I created the big bank basket many, many years ago, when you could buy the big four banks for a hundred bucks, uh, simultaneously I also looked at uh, a similar kind of basket for the miners, when you could buy uh, the uh, the big three miners BHP, Fortescue, and Rio for a hundred bucks as well. Interestingly, the BHP, Rio, and Fortescue basket is now above uh, the bank basket, only just. But along the way, I guess, in uh, BHP's terms, you've also got uh, the Woodside allocation. And don't forget, South32 as well split back around eight years ago, 2015. So there has been a little bit of extra bump there, which I obviously haven't taken into account. Uh, But um, on just a pure straight three stocks against four stock basis, the miners haven't done too badly at all. Of course, the yields haven't been that sustained always across that period. But we have seen, uh, certainly in recent times, generosity increasing there. For my money at the moment, it looks like to me Fortescue is a bit of a buy. Here it has been sold off considerably. Uh, I don't know whether that's uh, because of the disappointing production report for some, perhaps, or just that it's got tangled up in the um, mining stock sell-off that we have seen. Uh, but um, around sort of 2160, 2170 doesn't look bad. Buying here, I could see it push back up towards 23, 24 dollars if we got some decent stimulus out of China. Looking at the market as a whole, it does look as if it continues to trade in a bit of a range. 7,000 being the bottom of that range, maybe 7550 being the topish end of that range. Here we are at 7423. So it does look as if we could have a little bit more upside, although that Friday 100 point down probably knocked confidence a little bit. And, of course, we do have the RBA meeting as well to consider tomorrow. But if we do get a pause uh, from the RBA and slightly dovish talk from the RBA in terms of the statement, although we do get limited statement out from the RBA. And, of course, this one will be, I suspect, uh, Phil Lowe's almost his swan song. I'm not sure if he'll be doing the September... Uh, rba meeting of course michelle bullock taking over but certainly uh, this could be his last or his penultimate uh, rba board meeting so uh, maybe he'll be looking for um a um, job interview style rba meeting to uh, try and get that gig at uh, ubs or baron joey perhaps i'd probably put money on baron joey glenn stevens of course previous rba governor is now Chair of Macquarie, which still seems to be suffering a little bit. It did have a perk up on Friday, I have to say. Uh, it's certainly in the one-stock portfolio. We have Macquarie and BHP. No positions in either of them at the moment, but certainly it did look a little better on Friday on the back of uh, some broker upgrades, but that does seem to be wearing off today, and the stock is down 0.6%. of a percent. Looking at uh, Henry's take today, have to say, I looked at the um, the Patriot Battery Metals announcement this morning uh, and thought that looked pretty good, to be honest. But uh, the market has taken it um, in somewhat of a ho hum. It is quite volatile. Six million shares traded. It's had a low of a dollar and a high of a dollar sixty-three. Currently trading at a dollar But when you look at the uh, the number that uh, Patriot did release this morning, and when you look at the uh, the valuation the market is putting on those tons of resources um it does look quite cheap five bucks a ton they've got 109 million tons at 1.42 percent lithium uh, oxide which is pretty good grade and that's quite a large resource the company is trumpeting it's the largest lithium pegmatite mineral resource in the americas and the eighth largest globally certainly the uh, company has put a very very positive spin on things as it is in wanting well, it certainly that's what it tends to do uh, they also said that only includes the cv5 spodumene pegmatite and does not include any of the other spodumene pegmatite clusters on the property cv4 cv8 9 10 12 and 13 not sure what happened to 11 and 4 to 8 but anyway that is certainly uh good cv5 is the one At the moment, 109 million tonnes at 1.42% lithium oxide and also 160 parts per million of um, tallium oxide inferred. So that is also of interest. Uh, The company, as I said, has put a very positive spin on things, which uh, is obviously the way they go. But uh, the market certainly at the moment doesn't uh, doesn't really like uh, this announcement. Maybe they were just going for more. But um, certainly that looks okay to me. This could be an opportunity. I guess we'll wait and see what the Canadian market does because maybe that's been driving the market. They have put out a presentation as well. Uh, The company has been going a little sideways recently to down. So um, not all in the garden is rosy with uh, PMT. Looking today as well at um, Latin Resources and in Henry's Takedown, which is a, a new Monday session that I've been doing, Just looking at some of the uh, the wonders of the lithium mining space at the moment and many uh, prospects and projects have many many years to go Uh, there is a new one coming up called james bay minerals which a member did email me about uh, asking about it and uh, this one's set to list in september it's raising um, six million bucks 30 million shares at 20 cents it has uh, the two great Things in Mining, Neurology, and the Blues Brothers effect. Uh, Neurology is when mining companies look at uh, their neighbours and try and extrapolate neighbours' success in terms of where they are, regions, etc., into their own success. And James Bay Minerals is certainly one of those which is in that area. There's plenty of projects around that area, including the Patriot Battery Metals, one at Corvette, as well as uh, Mobland and uh, also Alchem as well there with James Bay. So there's plenty of projects around. So they certainly satisfy the neurology side of things. And there are many mining companies that do very well out of pushing that neurology. Of course, uh, Latin Resources is one of the examples that I have um, been riding that wave on with the neurology to their uh, neighbor, Sigma uh, Lithium as well, which has a big resource there and is now heading into production. Uh, Latin Resources, of course, is not a million miles away and uh, very often cites uh, Sigma as their poster child, as their mentor, I guess, as the, as the uh, timeline is not dissimilar in terms of valuation either. And Sigma went from a couple of hundred million dollars in market cap to over four or five billion now. So there's certainly neurology can work very well for you latin resources currently up another 7% uh, just bordering on 40 cents again so it can work the other one that works for mining companies especially is the uh, the blues brothers effect where they're trying to put the band back together in the old days the band was western mining and it was very common to see western mining executives geologists uh, managers project managers etc pop up on the uh, the management teams the boards of a lot of emerging uh, resource companies a lot of existing resource companies as well, uh, and producers. Uh, Very common to see that, but I guess there's a slight generational change going on, especially in the lithium market at the moment. We do tend to see a lot of Pilbara men and women popping up on boards and management, and the James Bay Minerals is no exception there. Certainly a couple of their people very closely connected with Pilbara. But that uh, Blues Brothers effect of putting the band back together, very much in favour, of course, Patriot Battery Medals, has uh, Ken Brinsden, which is one of the big factors that has been driving Patriot uh, in terms of uh, market darlingship, uh, as he is ex Pilbara. So, just something to consider as well. Also, in Henry's take, just the usual uh, US check ins. But once again, you know, we're seeing the US market relatively overbought to say the least. But the market doesn't seem to worry. I'll be worried too much about that at the moment. It does seem as if uh, we are entering uh, this Goldilocks period, perhaps, especially for the US market, and that will certainly drag um, other markets higher. And uh, we have seen this morning the Nikkei bounce back from its losses on Friday. Currently, we've got Dow Futures up 22 points, uh, so that's a little better. Uh, It's pretty quiet over there, to be honest. It is summer in the Northern Hemisphere, so a lot of people away in the U.S. It's very hot as well in the U.S. So you can't blame them. NASDAQ futures up 13 at the moment, uh, but certainly a lot of uh, people, a lot of uh, traders thin on the ground until we get that Labor Day weekend, uh, which is uh, the beginning of September, which usually signals the end of the U.S. summer and when the market starts to get a little bit more serious about things. As far as the U.S. goes, though, we do have eight clear weeks of um, clean air between the last Fed meeting and the next Fed meeting, which is good news because we won't get quite so many Fed heads out and about debating in public and on TV, etc., what they think about inflation. So that is going to be good for the market with that clean air. We do have Jackson Hole at the end of August, so that is important as well. We did see a a bit of a pivot last year uh, from Jerome Powell, so it's going to be closely watched this year, and we might get a few nerves before then and of course we have got reporting season very much in evidence kicking off in the next week or so uh, for australia up till now we've had an awful lot of quarterly reports uh, of course it's not just august uh, where we get reports or results it is quarterly as well uh, and we have seen some today linus up slightly its highest ever quarterly production number of uh, neobidium and uh, Uh, And that's NDPR in the June quarter. Uh, We've also seen Nickel Industries reporting record production. And um, although Linus did see that record production numbers, uh, sales receipts were down, uh, were 188.9 million, were lower than the 351 recorded. So we have seen um, some uh, weakness in the, uh, the rare earths pricing. Uh, which has obviously affected Linus. But the market has sold down considerably uh, before this uh, production number, and uh, we have seen a little bit of a bounce today. Uh, Silver Lake having a nasty old day today, down nearly 20-odd percent on the back of their production number. Uh, That was a little bit uh, weaker, to say the least, and also costs rising there. So that's been uh, a bit of a Debbie Downer uh, for the gold sector today. Uh, Silver Lake currently down 21%, so not a good day all round for Silver Lake in terms of that. IGO also out this morning with some production numbers down around 4% as well. Uh, In some of the winners today, we have, um, as I said, Liontown, one of the winners. Linus doing okay. CIA, Champion Iron, also doing better on the back of uh, a report out this morning as well. Uh, They have their... Um, let's have a look CIA Uh, we had uh, an investor call last week and also a change of director's interest and I think we did get some broker upgrades there as well overnight so uh, a little bit of interest in Champion Iron today really following I guess BHP, Rio and Fortescue in higher terms which continue to be around 1% well that's it from me today thanks very much for listening if you're around and about watching Ausbiz at one o'clock I'll be talking to Andrew Gagan at one o'clock otherwise of course uh, always appreciate your tuning into this podcast and we'll be back at the end of the day today with our end of day podcast as usual go the Matildas <laughs>